Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight's subject is called drama. We all hear about it all the time. It's like bad drivers in snow. It's always somebody else out there that's doing the drama. Yeah. Um, and everybody else is not doing the drama. Uh, but it exists. It yeah. really exists. And uh, maybe we can start with the the masks, the Well, we, uh, I drama wrote the post masks. for uh, Facebook. You know how the Greeks always had comedy and drama <coughs> side by side. And that is really the truth of it. The other side of the drama is the comedy. The concept of transmuting other people's drama into your comedy is a lot of fun, let me tell you. The other person, however, might take it seriously. So you have to be particularly good at transmuting their drama into your comedy. Otherwise, you look, what is the word, uh, like usury. You look like you don't care. But why would, you know, the other person is upset about some obsessive compulsive desire to see what's wrong with everything. Yeah, okay, good. Not that that's humorous in and of itself. Yes, it is. That's humorous in and of itself. Because not everything can possibly be wrong, or there would be no word wrong. It would just be normal. Or, or you could see comedy and drama as two sides to a coin, and mm -hmm. it's not so much the edge, but you look at them all together because drama is not good or bad, and neither is comedy. You could certainly see where comedy is a very wounding thing. Uh, like kids being teased in school, being laughed at, uh, the kind of sharp laughter that has a lot of connotations of um, condescension in it and all mm -hmm. this. So there are uh, low-frequency versions of both of these things. Yes. And like any two poles, the whole is going to include both. Mm -hmm. So just like everything's not always funny, everything is not always dramatic either. And I think um, it's compassion that oh, absolutely. Is, is one of the things. I agree. There's, so, more, there's more to it, though. There is the idea that until you can recognize the humor in it, it remains unhealed in you. So as you're saying, there is yeah. different frequency levels of it, but to transport yourself I'm to not, that. I'm saying that yes, there are different I'm levels. With you. Yes. Yeah. Um, this won't be a fight between drama and comedy. Uh, what I'm saying is that the, the, it's, a, it's a bigger picture than that. Neither, we, you, I think we're best served not to take either side here, but to take a global side, yeah. to see the value in both. Because mm -hmm. there are times that we take things very, very seriously yes. and we look at them and all that. But as far as the drama, the word drama, which is what we think of in the media, you know. Or drama, if you're from Boston. Drama, yeah. yeah. It, it's, um, you had talked earlier about us discussing the idea of being caught in other people's drama. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, one of the things that is very important to remember, because a lot of people think that all the drama is about the, these other people, but if, if you are caught in it, by very virtue of you being caught in it, there is a harmony within you. Exactly. There's a mirror in there. There's something to be learned in it. So don't throw, uh, you don't have to get involved in it, but recognize what that mirror is <clears throat> or it will show up again. Yeah, and the mirror is mirroring <laughs> the unhealed part of the self. 
if we get caught in other people's drama, we had some sort of a receptor, as you were just saying, uh, to get it uh, to mix with us. And that's a very important thing. Once we get to the point where we're starting to have a greater mental clarity, it's possible to notice um, that if we keep getting caught in a particular drama, then that relates to a program running that is within us, mm -hmm. whatever that drama might be, like <coughs> not enough ketchup, I don't care what the drama is. And, um, uh, and so then because your thoughts create your reality, and I don't know if that's news to people or not, and it's, if it's not, it's your thoughts create and where you place your attention grows. So as soon as you're placing your attention on not enough ketchup, then the universe goes, oh, okay, we can deliver that. You're, you're thinking of it, so there it is. So being aware of what we are saying and being aware of what program is getting us to say these things is the next step. So this idea of being able to examine your subconscious for programs. Um, I came uh, in meditation the other day, I came to the conclusion that um, uh, no matter what the thought is in my head, it is a thought that's on my side. Uh, now, the question is why? Why is that thought on my side? Oh, that's very new for you. Yeah, Because okay. um, that's very new for you. Yeah, okay, so then why is that? Okay, now it's on my side because it's obviously related to something that happened that installed a program in my thinking. And so then this is uh, some, let us say, childhood trauma. Oh, sorry, my beloved child, there just isn't enough ketchup. And then for the rest of your life, you're going, yeah, okay. <laughs> when there That's was plenty of ketchup right and there. they were hoarding it. <laughs> I tell you those people were hoarding the ketchup, oh. and I know it. Yeah, okay, and it, you know, and it gets, and, and then it becomes contagious. It's like a virus, you know, and as soon as someone says, oh, I don't have enough ketchup, then it sets it off in everybody around that person. And then uh, uh, Hunt's company stock goes, and it's the end of ketchup as a condiment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> These horrible things play out ever after. Mustard, no, no, I want ketchup. Why couldn't they make a tomato condiment? You know, and so we're back to the Stone Age, the cave people. Okay, so drama can be seen tomatoes. as a tangent, like a ketchup tangent. Yeah, it, it takes you right offline. Mm -hmm. You're in the drama, you're not. Now, as we said when we were exploring fear for the thousand shows we did on the subject of fear, <clears throat> What thought would you have been thinking during the time that you were having the fear? You will never know, because that, that's downstream, quite a bit downstream. So what thought would you be having if you weren't caught in someone's drama, even if it's your drama, and you can only get caught in it if it is technically somehow your drama, because your subconscious had a piece that fit right into, oh God, there's ketchup on my, no wait, uh, fit right into that, that particular, well, um, well, one of, I'm sorry, I, um, oh, go ahead. I just, uh, I was just kind of um, flowing with this thought and, yeah. and I was realizing that drama, you know, when I was thinking about it, is really in lieu of the truth because drama happens when we don't feel we have a right to speak the truth about how we feel. <laughs> so what happens is we act it out in other ways. Mm -hmm. Like let's say our boss is overworking us and underpaying us, but uh, the, they're very good friends with this other person and they're getting treated very well. That frustration all the time, because you don't feel you have a right to go to the boss and say, this is ridiculous, you have to be more professional than this, blah, 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 
you can't do that. So what happens is it becomes, it, it, it turns into a symbolic language that gets acted out in an interpretive dance like we make our floor director do occasionally. Um, it gets acted out in these dramas. And so you may have this issue going on with your boss. It's not something you can directly deal with. So you go home or you go to the McDonald's or whatever after work and you yell at the poor person that's behind the counter that doesn't like being there anyway. My and, and you get this rippling effect of, of this intense dramatic oh, thing. Absolutely. Like I was in Whole Foods yesterday mm -hmm. and Kenya has been coming up for me like you wouldn't believe. And, I th and tonight, uh, with our cameraman over there, I said, can you? Which I, we used to do a lot as a kid, can you do this? So I'm getting the symbolism. But there was this lovely gentleman from Kenya that was working the register. And he had the biggest smile on his face. He was so kind to everybody that came through the line, helped them took his time, but yet didn't take his time to the point where he made everyone wait. He was still very rapid with his movements. And so I said to him how much I appreciated what he was doing, that smile he had, and that sometimes I know it, it can be uh, a challenge to maintain it. And I could see that that just transformed his whole world. And his smile did me. And I realized I was smiling at people when I walked out. Yeah. Everything really is a ripple effect. So if you look at what we call drama, these, oh, these dramas overacting, it's never about what people are being dramatic about. It's about something else that they were not allowed to communicate and receive truth. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that in your life mm -hmm. and say, I'm really mad at this person for putting me through this, this friend that's taking advantage of me, that I'm acting it out over here with my husband because I don't feel safe or it's inappropriate or impossible to act out. So step number one in getting out of the drama is to recognize the truth in what you're feeling and where it is really placed. And if you can only do that and nothing else, you're going to change the quality of your life massively. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you're, um, also the positive things spread like a virus. That's what I was well. saying. Yeah, that yeah, I was saying. Yeah. yeah, and so then that if you can um, um, just smile, just be happy, and, and you can absolutely radiate a positive. I used to do, I did an experiment back in maybe the early 80s where I think I told the story on the show. Uh, somebody was rude to me somewhere and I realized I went here and I was, uh, I was kind of short with my kids yeah, in the yeah. back seat and I thought, oh, this is, this is nothing to do with them or me. I just took, and it felt like people walk around with these boxes of pain, anger, and these unresolved feelings, and they say, here, will you hold this for me in, in the form of this? And so I did an experiment. I told my kids that everything we do really has a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So for an entire day, I was just, just like the man that I met in the store. Mm -hmm. I was just kind and sweet to everyone, and I watched how everybody was opening up. People were letting people in traffic. It started moving because everyone was cooperating. Yeah. I watched it before my very eyes. Yeah, exactly. Thought creates where you place your attention. And, That's the and thing. decisions create actions that manifest. Uh, you absolutely, know? yeah. So our concept then is to um, become conscious enough not to become involved in the other drama. And that, that drama appeals to you to become involved in because it represents something that uh, went on in your life earlier. It represents an unconscious program that is running unabated until you pop it into your conscious mind and take a look at what put that thing in place.
Okay, then you can do um, any number of techniques by which you can remove it. I will elucidate that. You must first understand that you love that program if for no other reason than it is finally revealed and you can deal with it if for no other reason. But the re uh, another reason you might love the program is that it is fostering your evolution. It is fostering your ability to adapt. It is creating a place in which you can effectively change and then demonstrate that to others around you. And you can, well, I don't care where the, pro uh, the program came from, how deep it is, I don't care if it was in this life or not, the program exists. Okay, and there's none of them, they're not real, they're, they are uh, some piece of pain, pain in whatever way you hold on to it, that you are, this pain is so valuable to me, I know it looks like a bottle of ketchup, but this pain is so <laughs> valuable to me, I would have no identity, no worth, no, no anything if I didn't have this total lack of Could ketchup in my life. send out for some ketchup? Ketchup, yeah, no, <laughs> it's on the way. Yes, the condiment companies are now. We have to extra give equal batches. air time to mustard. Mustard, yeah, I'm sure of it, and not to mention. Does anybody salt have any pepper. gray poupon? Something is going on this way. So the idea well, that we are in charge of our subconscious right now, the subconscious is in charge of you. The subconscious is running you. It has been running you basically your whole life, as soon as you could get a subconscious up, which would be that birth thing, okay, and then from then on. Okay, so that you are in charge of your subconscious, that's what we don't understand. This, then the subconscious's job is to keep everything normal. And so if pain is normal, then you keep creating pain because that's what's normal, only you're in charge of this. But it looks like it's in charge of you and it's time to just switch that thing off. How do we do that? You change, oh. my God, no, anything but that. No, no, all right, fine, mustard, there I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Robin. Go ahead. <laughs> I always say Neville is the metaphysical Robin Williams, yeah, you know, I just that, that stream of consciousness. Yeah, it just um, goes. <laughs> okay, so I keep losing this thread. What was it? It's okay. Yeah, we'll do that. So uh, call in, by the way, if you have uh, found the subconscious program running and you don't know where it came from or what it's about, well, and we can assist you to understand what's going on. Go ahead. Um, well, this idea of acting out our pain, that is very true. That's um, actually what I assist people to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the holistic detective, getting to the heart of it, because there really always is a heart of it. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> rather than, like a, a, we first addressed the idea of not getting involved in other people's trauma, which is a good idea, is to find your role in it and keep to yourself and do your own work. But this, you know, I've talked before about the me-we tribe. The me can't exist without the we, and the we cannot exist without the me, and it's true. Uh, we can't all be about me. There are spheres of us, if we look at it as spheres floating around, but there's this overlap place where we humans do overlap and we're going to interact and we're going to have occasion to be kind and compassionate and we're going to have occasion to slam doors and walk away. And it is the, the um, 
uh, planetary or the, the group consciousness, the, the we consciousness that we have to have along with the me. And it's not about me, 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 go over there, you bad person with drama. There are a lot of things we can do to assist someone that is acting out of drama. First, direct them to their truth because there is a truth that's unexpressed or uh, restricted in some way. And they are at the point, it's like I described for many years now, complaining is when you feel like you have no other power. You, you feel powerless and the feelings are still there. The halting is still there. And so you're arcing in a wall of complaint. But don't look at that person and just be in this judgmental state of mind and say, oh, that's garbage. I gotta get away from this. Get this negative person out of my life. If you become part of the we at that moment, you can help guide them to their truth and listen to them because people feel unheard. They don't feel heard. They don't feel that their truth can be heard over here. So sometimes just listening to someone and letting them express and redirecting them towards something greater is the best thing you can do. And there are times when it's not for you to do that. And if you need to walk away, if your gut is telling you to walk away, if you're getting frustrated, then definitely walk away because that's your truth. And, you, and you, yeah. it's good to yeah, obey you that. You really do have to be true to your truth. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's okay I, to be bigger than yourself and bigger than the other person at times too. It's ironic that we have such a thing called the herd response, but it has nothing to do with hearing anyone. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite, where you have no individuality, you're part of the herd. So, yeah, we have explained so many times uh, just the same aspect of what you were just talking about. The teacher, Leah, had explained that um, there's self of, uh, love of self and love of others. And there's a balance point between the two. And uh, what has been irony all of these years, and I'd love to hear that it's not quite so ironic anymore, but uh, love of self has to be 51% and love of others has to be 49%. Because if you, in order to be in a position to love other people, you do have to love yourself. So people that stretch it, you know, to 90-10, 90-10 either way, 90-10 uh, in favor of yourself and uh, you're a narcissist, but then again, God was a narcissist. But nonetheless, <laughs> well, God is a narcissist. But nonetheless, uh, the other way around where it's 90% for, and you don't take care of your body enough for it to live. So it has to be, uh, we have to move closer to a balance point, just closer, and ideally uh, just a little more in your favor. Yeah. And, and that is the balance. Well, I, I believe a, a number of years um, before even Leah, I had heard Bartholomew talk about that we ha have to, and well, not have to, but that we uh, are, are striving toward 51% harmlessness and all that. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that. Um, being 51% service to self or whatever. The way I see it though is not a balance. Like that's still looking at it in the polarity. Like I have to pick me or do I have to pick them? Okay, I've picked me three times this week, now I have to pick them twice. All that gets you in the mind. But the key here in, in my view, and both yeah, of these yeah. views are valid, mm -hmm. is that we love others through the doorway of ourself. So. We can only love in others what we love in ourselves, and we will dislike in others what we dislike in ourselves. So if there's somebody out there that's not liking me, you're not liking the female in you, and uh, whatever that is, okay? Um, what 
whatever you dislike in another person, you dislike it in you. Mm -hmm. So you have to love that about yourself. So if we walk the path of self-love, that means we love everything about us, we will by default love everything about other people as well. And we may not stand and let people like slap us in the face. That's, it's not about that, but it's that you can accept and love the higher energy, the higher nature of everyone. Yes. So once I know that I can love myself unconditionally 100% of the time, I know I can love everyone else because mm -hmm. the more I love me, mm -hmm. the more I really do love everyone yeah. else. And I can honestly say, I, I can feel love for anyone. I really mm -hmm. can. I can honestly say that. There are areas that I feel that I'm still working on my truth mm -hmm. that may uh, whatever, but I think yeah. everybody could say that. Well, it is a harmonic universe. The more you can be loving, the more love is harmonized to you. Mm -hmm. which makes it work actually quite well once you get ahead of the game enough to um, uh, recognize your ability to be in harmony. And uh, this is the process by which we are evolving. So this idea of the ever greater um, consciousness coming to us, the ever greater ability to um, uh, hear the heart I had in, uh, pardon the I, I always, whenever it's I, there's ego. <laughs> It Not ought to be always. just called I go. But, <laughs> and then if I went, and, and if we get to the point where you say I, and you mean the collective of humanity, we're actually ascended. You don't even have to look back. I, everybody on earth, okay, that would be quite a tell. And then it would be written in the dictionary, I go. I heard a joke where the, the new, newest dictionary out does not have the word gullible in it. See, yeah, okay, somebody go. Linda will get, uh, yeah. Linda and Suzanne. Yeah. Uh, get the joke because you're that gullible that you'd believe that. All right, so we're back. And welcome to the show. No way. Well, let me, let uh, me comment on that before you sure, move on, go ahead. please, about yeah. the I and the ego thing. First of all, that I, I have an opinion, and I know I'm probably ahead of the, the times on this because there have been many things over the years. Mm. But I, f I, I do feel that the ego is certainly um, something that can get us into trouble, but it's not some enemy that we have to strip away. We have to become so big that we can include all things. And as long as we're hating and resisting yeah, well something, yeah. we have something that exists outside of us, mm -hmm. and that means we have, have to reinforce and maintain a wall. Mm -hmm. We have to be okay with everything. And the fact is, we came here for a reason to become have this illusion of separateness. So the word I can be so powerful. I don't want, I, I would prefer in my own liking not to throw it and discard it as some dirty word out the window. And nor you, the word you. Um, it, it's, it's actually necessary in communication if we talk verbally. Yeah, we're but, talking philosophically, yeah. Yeah. That concept. So, all right, fine, I. Was, was watching my mental sphere expand, and it struck me that I wasn't noticing my heart. So, and this was in a breathing in meditation. And so I began to expand the sphere of my heart, and it exceeded the sphere of my mind, the mental sphere, and it about knocked me out. I mean, it, it was such a change in consciousness that I had to come back into 3D from it. 
this was, I was just expanding like out from our solar system, the mental sphere that I live in, because I don't want to leave the Martians or the Venusians, oh God, there'd be complications, uh, out of my thinking or, or the people on Jupiter, or Jupiter's moons mainly, Jupiter's a little, but Newman. it's still occupied. Yeah, so, the, the, so then when I expanded the heart outward, I just had to reset. Uh, I just had to come back and, and recreate. So if you're bored at home and you'd like to do that, no, don't, no, no, don't do that, don't. Well, they're, um, they're doing it. Hmm? Um, I have, just if people would like a guided thing, I, sure. I have posted oh, yeah. my heart healing meditation, oh. which mm -hmm. you've heard it, um, I believe, um, where you have it expand and you get bigger and bigger until it holds the whole room and all mm -hmm. your things in daily life. and. And it's just a heart expansion exercise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you can go to the website under meditation, up under audio, and you could mm -hmm. listen to it. Or you can go to podcasting iTunes and search under meditation break. Oh. And I'm getting ready. Um, I had done a series of meditation calls that a while back, mm -hmm. and um, they are going to be posted pretty soon for people that we listen to as some techniques and guided meditation. Mm -hmm. But it's very powerful. I listen to my one that I did um, every night when yeah, I go to sleep. Yeah, good. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It gives you a whole new angle on things. Yeah, absolutely. You're outside of something rather than being inside of something. Mm -hmm. And uh, please do call in if you have questions or answers, and we'll give you the questions, or uh, whatever it is you might like to, because the point of our program is that we get to assist people and uh, they're watching, you may have some curiosity about something, a dream or whatever it might be, so you're very welcome to call Well, particularly in. if you have a, a situation where you feel you've been pulled into drama. Oh. I, in my past, and I, I'm not saying I've, I've gotten completely um, yeah. out, uh, I'm not out free, uh, home free on this or whatever, but I would get pulled into dramas because being the Libra person that I am, and I always feel that there's going to be a truth that unites things. People may see it as me taking sides to kind of balance things, but I feel like if everybody just opened up and saw the other side, there would be no conflict anymore. So I've certainly got pulled into my fair share, but it got me into thinking, are we programmed for this drama? It looks like everybody craves it at the same time as they're, lo they're looking to run away from it. You can see this by any kind of thing that happens, a weather event, anything. You have these newscasters, they're really excited and they're telling you, oh my God, look at this wind. And you pan back and it's just some other guy blowing on with a fan or something. It's the like everything gets melodramatic. Yeah. So do we crave that? They obviously wouldn't do this if it didn't sell. And we buy fear so they keep selling fear. We yeah. go to horror movies, we go on rides, like King's Dominion has a ride, like an elevator crashing. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is stuff we typically would avoid out of terror, but we're seeking it out. So what is that thing, that underlying thing that may make us seek it out? Like, like we were... Um, well, uh, just a, a point is if it's there, it's likely to be bought. We, would, we have some idea that there's a, a intelligence guiding Hollywood intelligence guiding the uh, media and no the whole audience is going no there's no such thing as intelligence guiding Hollywood and you're right they go in strictly with what sells strictly there is no yeah, other that's criterion. What I, that was my point uh, yeah I, I agree 
I yeah. agree with you. Okay, now we would think that there would be a greater intelligence guiding things, that we could we could steer to a far well, more conscious world. Yeah, well this, this is one of Go the reasons ahead. I'm bringing it up, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. Is that we do have power to change this. If we don't buy it, it won't sell. Okay, um, which is a whole conversation, but just yeah. getting back to uh, are we programmed for it? Mm -hmm. um, is this our natural tendency? Because you go in an office and people are gossiping and it seems like everyone wants something really exciting to be going on. And everything is of divine origin. So what is that? Is that a side effect of empathy? Like, what would you say it is? I'd be interested in your opinion. I would say that we long ago outgrew gossip. Just most people don't know that. Gossip was originally the one and only method by which information traveled. Yes, that's that. That's Far prior to media, uh, uh, somebody <coughs> in some town does something and neighbors talk about it until it reaches the mm -hmm. larger yeah, town. Yeah, we've done shows on that before. Yeah, right, exactly. But now with um, Facebook, and I really do have a different name for Facebook, and it's the other end of the person, but nonetheless, uh, you know, uh, people just simply gossip ad nauseum on this. I. Um, I could see if uh, they gossip absolutely about themselves. everybody, if everybody just withdrew from Facebook and the stock went off the market like that, it would be a great improvement for mankind, because all of this information, please, you're just driving me nuts, and uh, I, I just can't keep up with it. And moreover, I'm not interested in it, and I don't want to spend 67 hours every day listening to, you know, my hamster got stuck on the ceiling, and uh, you know whatever that was, and there was a bottle of ketchup involved, and this entire thing just doesn't... Fine, we'll take a break then, let's do that. So the, um, we're going to well, do... Okay. Uh, when, when, yeah, okay. Oh, this is a painting that I've done, which is actually a pastel. This is from a dream, okay. After the third a certain political party after their third presidential fail in a row hired me to get their candidate elected. Okay, now in the dream that was a piece of cake. That, that isn't even complex. And so in the dream I drew concentric circles and I put the name of the candidate in the inner circle. So everybody's catching on to this, right? In the inner circle. Catching elected on. like that. Catching up with it, yes. Okay. <laughs> And, and there it is. This is me in the inner circle. This is what the painting looks like. I'm gonna, I haven't posted this yet, but I will shortly. And uh, in the original dream, it was all a uh, royal blue uh, with sky blue circles around it, and the name was written in that same sky blue. Okay, so, uh, and I would do this if someone were interested, and I'll post it stating that. But, and I'll post it also with the original uh, blues. And so it, it really is where uh, magic meets art, just right there. So um, this is the way it works. So and the true inner circle we all seek is us. Yes, true, that's true. That's for sure. And that's another method of saying that, so that's a very good interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. that, now, what were you saying before the... Uh, um, or any Well, subject? you were talking about Facebook. <laughs> or ass book or whatever you want to yes, call it. That would uh, be the interpretation. Well, Posterior book. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have quite the same impact, but. I know, but it's funnier. Butt book. Maybe that's butt it. Butt book. There we go. Yeah. Anyhow. No, ass book. 
Well, I think, I think uh, we, that may be contributing a lot to our stress. <laughs> I think human interaction, if you think about living out in the country where you pass someone along the road maybe once, once a day or once every other day, it's this great thing. Mm -hmm. We have all this energy to do this interaction. But when we are encountering numbers of people every day and having to do this interaction, and then when we get home, we're in front of the computer doing interaction via the computer. And I yeah. spend a lot of time doing a lot of different things because mm -hmm. I do all of our, our web stuff, all of our postings yes, yes, and everything, yes. So, and all of our correspondence. So I, it's like when we deal with people all the time, I've been, I had a conversation about this recently, it gets to be a lot for people. And so maybe, as a gift to yourself, stay off Facebook and Twitter and your email for a day at a time periodically. It's really a necessary thing. What oh, happens is. is, like cats, when they live outside for a while, they become more feral. You'll become more feral, but the, the feral, the wildness is you, is really who you are underneath all this. Yeah. Because it's very getting in touch with the inner it's, you. It's your. It's very taxing on your psyche to deal with people mm -hmm. all the time, like at work and, and never getting a break, um, just to go in your own feral world. Yeah. So That's tomorrow I declare is Feral Day as well as Independence Day. Yeah. And let your cat do all the emailing. <laughs> really seriously, there'll be a lot of claw marks, but still. Yeah. No. It's you. Ha we have to get back to who we, we really are, to. and well, that's a bully when you say have to that I way. I know, that's why so, I said. But yeah. <laughs> um, so we serve ourselves well when we choose to get back to who we really are. And who we really are is not somebody that spends 76 hours every 24 hours on Facebook. It just isn't. That's not who we are. None of that it's not is wrong. Real. It's just. It's just you serve yourself. Wasn't well. saying it was yeah. wrong. I, I was know. I, I wasn't saying you said it. I was yeah. saying it to the audience. Okay. So this idea of you taking back your life, okay, something real, because uh, you know the this is a viable quote, and I haven't heard it any place that I know of. But uh, electronics are the new opiate of the masses. And if you don't believe me, wait till you see somebody just standing there texting. They stopped walking where they were, okay? And they just stand there. Now, I'm not a pickpocket, but if I were, okay? okay. No, they're just, they're not here. They're not here. They're not. Okay. Now, somebody was commenting that kids just never go outside anymore. I think I was, but I heard of somebody else talking about it. Yeah. That you just don't see kids outside playing anymore. Uh, Yin-yang, it'll swing back, but I agree. No, children, no, but they'll play on their computer all That's day. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're inside. Yeah, well, there are no bullies on the computer. Oh, yeah, there are. <laughs> that you can't handle because, you know, if somebody sent me I deal with bullies on the computer quite often. <laughs> if somebody sent me an insulting whatever it was, I would just post it with the person. I'll send them to you next time. Good, and their email address, please. I will. And so that everybody, numbers. yeah, everybody can just go ahead and have at this person because there's no possibility. I'll that bring this in can be all the phone, no, the band phone numbers this next week. Yes, we'll bring in all the band phone numbers and we'll publish them on the show. And please call. I've got one right here. We'll go right ahead. It's five, seven and three. No, it's on my phone. It's on my 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 thing. Yeah. So let's take back our power. This is very important. And when we are not. In reality, when we are on the web, we're not in reality. 
Okay, that is a reality, but not the one that we were designed for. This <laughs> is one that's been fostered in us, and it's time. Well, it's, it's about having a choice. I think yeah. I think there becomes an addictive fact, a yeah. a aspect well, to that, which there is. That's why guys, when they're about 28, lose their mind and start rock climbing up, you know, vertical things that are like that. And the percent of them that survive that, well, there isn't really, is there? But that's, that's because of never having been in touch with 3D reality. They completely overload it. You know, these suits that you can get, you jump off a building and you can fly like six or 10 miles till gravity finally pulls you back to Earth. I mean, that's a thrill and a half. No, that was called acid, Neville. <laughs> Thank you. Now, they have a suit which will allow you to fly. Mm -hmm. They've already incorporated them into crimes on television where you, you just jump off a building and nobody can catch you because, oh. I guess I have been on that. Facebook too much. Parasailing. Yeah. Parasailing. Parasailing. That's what the suit's called, parasail? Well, parasailing is where you no, that's where you, Boat you, you sell something in Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you have little wings and you can coast for a very long right. time. I'm checking It's all out. gently downhill, but nonetheless, you could get five or six miles depending on how tall the building was you jumped off of. So, you know, and there's no, you know, they'll then have police with parasails chasing these, you know, with little things on their helmets going, pull over you. Yeah, right, I can see that right away. No, and, and I can just see the people that volunteer to be those police, yeah. Okay, so long as we're having fun, but the show is on other people's dramas, yeah, okay. Or drama. Or drama, How yeah. How about recognizing your own drama and seeing your powerlessness that's within it? Because yeah. it's always, exactly. if you can't deal with it in the level of higher consciousness and truth, it goes yeah. down into the level of emotion and if you in, in mind and if you can't deal with it there it goes in the form of the, the it has to escape it's like squeezing a balloon and it pops out over here the feelings are going to come out and by the time it gets into the level of drama you've already felt powerless about it for quite some time and so what happens is then when you're being dramatic you trigger the drama in other people and they get upset and, it, and it's just like this thing that bounces off each other and becomes this huge thing. Yeah. So interrupt it at any point during that. Mm -hmm. Find out your truth, find and out your powerlessness and do something about it. Recognize your authority over it. We've said a million times on the show now. First thought in your brain when you wake up, retrain your brain till that first thought is I claim my power. You will lead a completely different life after you get yourself reoriented to recognizing that you're a powerful creator being. That's who you are. We are the gods on earth. We've been sold um, uh, generations of um, programming uh, to keep us from believing that um, you know we now have to rely on whatever that is to amuse us. No, just just amuse yourself. You don't have to have devices or games or anything. Just, just be amused. Go outside. And uh, Eckhart Tolle got to the point where uh, no matter what happened, it made him laugh. And I see his point. It's just all, uh, no, that's, that's a very direct ascension quality is that none of this is real. None of this is serious. And all of it is laughable. 
well, because of the apes playing the games right in front of you, not even well, with the brains to disguise laughable, it. Well, it is laughable, and it is funny, but not mm -hmm. like, oh, ha, ha, you're suffering. Look at no. your drama. I'm going to make a comedy out of that. I don't think that's really ascended. But what you're saying is very true. Yeah. Now, let me just say my side, no, okay? Please uh, don't do. don't yeah. be upset or anything, because there, there is a value in, in, in this perspective as well, that that there is a lot of bliss. And I, I, I think I, I have told the story a number of times. One of the first times I ever did the live show, we were doing um, the opening of the third eye here, mm -hmm. and I was, you were doing that, and I was the subject. And I got in a med through that um, guided thing that there's no such word as safe because there's no such word as unsafe during that time. Mm -hmm. Well, a little ways into the show, um, being new to live TV, I forgot what I was saying. And it's not that I just forgot what I was saying. My mind went blank. I couldn't say anything at all. And typically, when I went home, I would have gone, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And I would have beaten myself up for a while. But what I realized is that I have to love me, not the parts of me I've cordoned off that I approve of and I've banished these other parts. Yeah, yeah. I had to love all of me, even my perceived flaws. So I did an affirmation, I love myself uh, unconditionally, even my perceived flaws for the longest time. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what I realized is every time I messed up after that, I would just laugh. And mm -hmm. it was cute. It was like a child. Okay, yeah, exactly. it was messed up. But it was a very loving yes. laugh and mm -hmm. innocent, not a condemning laugh. I'm yes, just making yes. the distinction is okay. all. Yeah. Oh, very important. No matter what the thought is in your head, it's on your side. This is the deal. Everything this is, is, yeah. yeah. All of it. There is nothing that happens in your life that is not your idea. Go ahead, argue with me. There is nothing that happens in your life that is not on your side. It is a matter of time until you recognize it is on your side. And that time is directly related to the words you think about it in. Okay, if you thought of it in different words, you would go, oh, of course. What was I thinking? Yeah, okay. And uh, every thought that you think affects everything that is, which is part of a, a set of thinking in my head followed by thought creates and where you place your attention grows. That this is what's going on here. Now you'll so I had no idea that I've had, okay, so you will have to understand the difference between your soul and you is that you have a brain and your soul doesn't work that way. So running reality through a brain is very similar to running a cow through, no wait, running a, um, uh, fill in your own adjectives, but this is just not the way to do it. The brain is going to tell you what's wrong, is going to inherently judge everything, okay? And then even when you get the heart on your side, the brain's still in the habit of making all these judgment calls. Well, so we might one, as well two, just three, cut our heads just, off. Yeah, one, two, three, you can just be aware. Just be aware. It's not that, all right, fine, it's that difficult. Well, I think it's a, it's a matter of including things. Yeah. Like the head has an input, and yes. the heart has an input, and the gut has an input. Uh, this is part of the psychic development series as well. And it's a matter of taking in all that, because the brain cannot do anything that has to do with tomorrow. It, it can't figure it out. It doesn't want responsibility for that. Give the, give the job for the tool, match them up properly. Or give the tool a job. Look at no, Rick's shadow. He is yes. doing interpretive dance. <laughs> We're setting up our feathered friend coming at us shortly. Yes. I'm just quackers for, for Ducky. 
Okay, cheese and quackers. So that's Neville making jokes and the duck. So cheese and quackers are Neville joking and the duck. And here's oh, it's Jerry, coming our from really high up. Ah. There we go. Okay. All right. I got. This one was the one on top. Uh, make way for new things. C clear out clutter in your home, workplace, and car. Set down all burdens. Uh, how much of your life are you living for others? Uh, the entire theme of the show. Uh, it is time to claim your life back. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. There goes the duck. All right. And Jerry, of course. All right. And uh, let me see, where were we? Oh, so we probably will be having people calling in shortly. We're, um, just while we have the moment, we're going to be uh, at Ruby Tuesdays uh, after the show tonight. To be Ruse Days. To be Ruse Days, yes. Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle. If you'd like to come join us and um, have a good time, and you can get to see that we're actually real as opposed to just pixels on your screen. Oh, I had a hawk fly right in front of me the other day. Oh, there's the hawk. And uh, when is the date of the new Arcturian? Is the 19th of July, if I'm correct in my memory? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 19th of July 19th is of the new Arcturian uh, meditation. And hi, caller. What's your name, please? Um, my name is Jean Ross. Jean, what can we do for you? Uh, you have to and turn TV down. Okay. Sure. Turn, yeah. Turn. Okay, we got it. All right. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to pull one of these two. All right. So the first card we get is change. So things are changing. Cycles really, um, you know, we, we talk about having power over things and being able to create. If things didn't change, we wouldn't be able to create. So this looks like there are... Uh, changes going on in your life, which are a good thing. And the communication card, um, let me get, okay, I think they're focusing on that. Communication says to speak up and say how you feel. While the changes are going on, uh, sometimes we can feel a little powerless to that. But what it's saying is that we ask for whatever long before it ever comes. So. Uh, pay attention to what it may be telling you about your life right now. And this can, card can come up to say to, um, if you've been thinking about calling someone or talking to someone, now might be a good time to do that and say how you feel. And then we got the card of new love, an egg cracking open and new love coming out. And if we look at all three of those cards about change coming, about communication and new love, it can be getting to a place where you're, where you're talking and uh, letting your feelings be known. It's not a time to hold them back. And then the other card you got, the little one is crystals are li a living record, re living record keepers and power conductors. There is a crystal coming into your life and you will know it by how you feel. So this is talking about, you know, energetically, um, crystals do, they act as a receptor, a receiver, an amplifier. Quite so you may want to get one. Yeah. But I would say there's something definitely going on love-related in your life, and that can come in many forms. So thank yeah, you. Crystals are an extension of we human beings. Not too many people necessarily think of them that way. Oh, um, 
periodically we teach a, a regular and advanced class on uh, crystals, which I do believe will be coming up before too much longer. Yeah, the advances probably do. Yeah, okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Christy. Christy. Hi, what can we do for you? Hi, uh, Mary Neville. Thank you for the show. I wanted to know if I could please get a reading from Mary. Sure. I'd be absolutely most happy to. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Okay, so let's do one of these two. Okay, the first card is the healing card. There is profound healing going on in your life right now, and this card often comes up to say that your healing is going to lead you to uh, the ability or the faculty of healing others and being with others in that healing capacity. So sometimes when it looks like stormy weather, don't get deceived by that because that sun will shine through anything, the sun of your healing, the sun shining. And the divine timing, I think this is an interesting card that goes along with that is everything happens in its perfect timing, and that don't get discouraged if it's not happening when you think it should, quote unquote, um, but that things are happening. And for some reason, I drew that to be at three o'clock. I don't understand why, and I never really pay any attention to that, but maybe watch for that, either three o'clock or something, a date with the three in it, just seems to make sense. And then this is the mirror. Of course, we look at the mirror of our life to understand who we are. The only eyes we cannot look into are our own. That's why we act as mirrors for each other. And so the drama going on in life really is a mirror here. And I feel like what it's saying is look in the mirror and say, I love you. And I'm on your side. And I know you're on my side. And I'm going to stop pretending or believing that you're not. And then the magical message card is loved ones in spirit are watching over you and send your, their love. They are close by. And I do feel like that's true, um, that perhaps your father is even trying to communicate that it's, it's time to maybe liberate yourself from old roles that you may have felt that you mm -hmm. needed to be in. I had a feeling someone out there has uh, your decks and was doing practicing on themselves. You know. Oh yeah, people have told me they've done that over the oh, years. Oh really? Yeah, yeah with decks. That That's a good. As a matter of fact, that is a good now. idea. If you have any of my decks, to pull them when I do, it's a good way to practice. A lot yeah. of people have learned through that, so it's very. Yeah, perceptive. just kind of perception. Yeah. yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Hi. This is uh, Felicia. Felicia, what can we do for you? Uh, thank you for your show. You know, I seem to be doing okay in my life, but then all these. A lot of people in my life seem to have so much drama, and they draw me in. Yep. It's hard for me to help them because after I've gotten involved in their drama, then they go back to, to square one, and they don't seem to be concerned about dealing with it, and yet I'm left dealing with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's difficult. it exactly, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, that um, and I was just wondering if Mary could give me a reading. Sure, sure, I'd be happy to. Yeah, as we've said on the show, if you're drawn into their drama, you have an unconscious program that drags you in there. The idea is to recognize the program, where it came from, and how to remove it. And yeah. therefore, they'll be, oh, I'm so dramatic about well, this. Well, and that, a lot of that is, your lesson is that it's not your, 
yeah. your job or whatever. There were so many examples of when I would get myself into issues, yeah. be trying assi attempting to assist people, and then you realize they don't really wish for that assistance. No, it's, so okay. here, like here's where we are having um, a fork in the road here. And so it's talking about divine guidance and not to look so much. And I think it could be responding to what we're talking about in mm -hmm. that it's not always one way or the other way. It's not always getting involved in the drama and it's not always staying out of it, but it's only doing what is your role to do uh, mm -hmm. in it and not going any further than that. And I would also refer you to um, some shows that we have in the archives <clears throat> on energy manipulation because they're probably pulling you into the drama either by all poor me, the bully, <laughs> the inquisitor, or the elitist. Um, there's like four very set patterns of way people manipulate. You might want to watch that show. I think you'd gain a lot of insight there. Uh -huh. So the next is the gift. And know that whatever you do to assist another person is a gift. And how you know when to stop giving is when they're not grateful anymore. Uh -huh. And it's not, oh, I want praise, I want people to thank me, but right. it is a signal that they're full. If they stop being joyful at what you give, then they're full, don't give anymore. Okay. Okay, and then um, the opening of the door, I think this is coming into your life too to show you how to uh, close doors. <laughs> take advantage of open doors by walking through and then closing it. Mm -hmm. I, I think this this is really your har harmony is that you're learning when to say yes and no. And mm -hmm. theirs is that they may not want to. Neville put it real well, they're happier being unhappy. Not not everybody, but. Oh no, that's a human yeah. program that's running. Okay, that's so, how they live. Yeah. yeah. So uh, traveling happens in many ways, physically going elsewhere, reading, hearing another stories, it is time to travel and to open up to new things. So mm -hmm. we got the open door. And it's, um, sometimes we do listen to other people's stories and sometimes we say the end to them yeah. in our own life. But you yeah. one really has to have <laughs> the power to say no. Uh, anybody that has taken a phone soliciting job, cold calling, is a person who is remembering <laughs> that it's okay to be told no, that it doesn't have to be taken personally. That's anybody that, that cold calls you once is practicing hearing no and not getting upset about it. So just say no and hang up. Uh, your job's done there, eh? Yeah. Say so you're from Canada, mm -hmm. otherwise the job may continue. <laughs> We're all set? Okay, all right, so uh, our program has been on not getting sucked into other people's malarkey uh, in that to one, recognize that you have an unconscious program that would have pulled you in there, uh, to pop it into your conscious mind. Or use and see everything where it comes to help from. yourself heal. And um, once you can recognize what the program is, you can dismiss it because you are bigger than the program. You're the one that installed it. I wasn't conscious. No kidding. When I yes, we know. Just you're still bigger than it. Act like that, please, because you are. It's that simple. You're creating it. You're creating all of this. You're so totally in charge of it, you have no idea you're totally in charge of it. We've forgotten that. Pretty well, eh? Forgotten it. There you go. Okay. Well, 
I think that this is a, a lifetime of remembering these things. Uh, I and forgot that. The whole human experience is, I, I don't care how many times you read a book or hear someone say that, that you're creating it all, or how many times it comes out of yeah. your mouth. Our show is really dedicated to teaching you and helping you to actually pull that into practical application in your life. It is not just, oh yeah, it's that way. You have to like work it. at it. You have yeah. to live at it. You have yeah. to let it be alive in your life. You have to be it. It's not a theory. Yeah. No, it's not. And we're going you to bludgeon you. You have to do whatever forgiveness and loving. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me? I don't know. I yeah, don't know either. That's true. All right. We're well, praying. Oh, real. no, that means the show's over. <laughs> okay, well, it's our joy and honor to take you to the door. And you know you're going through it. Would you act like it? Would you go through it? Would you quit fooling around about it? Yeah, the door is open. I think we even had that card tonight, didn't we? Yes. Brilliant card, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Every time you get in the car, when you get out of the car, the world's different. You know what I mean? Every door you go through can be something completely different on the other side. Thank you.